Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode 17 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, we live in a world of social media. We spend a lot of our times on social we spend a lot of our time on social media. We get a lot of our information from social media. And sometimes that's not the best source of information that we should be pursuing. Social media has created a way for people to share all sorts of stuff from learning how to change your own oil all the way to trying to figure out the world of investment banking. It's a phenomenal way to get introduced to brand new ideas and different ways of doing things that you were never aware of before. Basic personal financial advice is no different. From YouTube to TikTok to Facebook, there is no shortage of people doing their best, trying to share tips and tricks about money that they've learned and have benefited from in their own life, packaging that information and trying to deliver it to you for your own benefit as well. However, with that comes the dark side of social media, and that is the people who are leading you to believe, whether they know they are or not, something that isn't true. They are trying to sneak something by you or trying to sell you something that isn't in your best interest to begin with. And those people who are leading you to believe this stuff that isn't true, it can become especially dangerous when they're talking about things that specifically deal with your money. Now, most influencers are not held to any sort of obligation to make sure their information is correct by any means. I don't think there's any sort of reason or authority or any law that's in place that says a social media influencer, regardless of what platform, has to do their best to make sure the information they're providing you is 100% accurate and true. That's just not factual at all. This can make it very difficult when you're dealing with a complex subject like money and finances. Because it's really hard to decipher whether what somebody is telling you is actually correct and the appropriate thing to do with your money, or if they're just trying to entertain you and spewing information that is completely bogus. So because of this, I want to spend this episode breaking down a few of the most egregious pieces of financial advice that I have come across on social media lately. These may seem like honest and true and upfront pieces of information, But most of the time, this advice is missing some key pieces of information that will lead you to financially misstep in your life, or even worse, could lead you to commit some sort of financial crime that you are completely unaware of. So the first video I want to talk about today comes from TikTok, and it claims that it is easy to day trade. So this has been a popular video on TikTok because it's a couple, a man and a woman, I believe they are married but they claim that they have overnight turned themselves into day traders on the Robinhood trading platform and the money they're able to make and the profit they're able to create based off of the trading, day trading that they're doing has allowed them to completely quit their normal jobs and live a life of financial freedom doing whatever they want using their day trading profits as a way to source this new lifestyle that they've created for themselves. Now they claim that they 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 claim that 
they follow stocks and the way they follow stocks is they just look at a chart of the historical prices of these stocks. They find stocks that are going up in value over time and they buy those stocks and then they keep an eye on them and wait until they start to drop in value and then they sell and they collect the profit and they do this over and over and over again over a number of different stocks and supposedly they make a ton of money and they have no problem telling you that you can do the same thing and it's just an easy unknown way how to make money in the stock market and they can't believe that other people aren't doing the same thing. Well, first, there is a big difference between investing and trading. I think that is one technicality we need to make sure everybody is aware of. Investing is being studious with your money, figuring out over the long term where you can put it in order to obtain some rate of return on those dollars. Day trading is as close to gambling as you could get. It's basically doing what people, the people in this TikTok video are recommending, and that is just picking out stocks that you really don't know a lot about unless you're a true professional day trader. But we're talking about just the average person here, picking out random stocks that you think you like or that you heard something good about, placing your money in there, and then following the historic price upward and then waiting until it turns around and then selling that at whatever profit you can and then repeating that process over and over and over again. That's day trading. Investing is a lot more long-term in nature, and there's a lot more research and fundamental analysis behind investing than there is day trading. Day trading is hard, and it's far more likely people lose money than those that actually turn a profit, let alone do it well enough that they can replace their normal 9 to 5 income doing that type of day trading work online every single day. I have heard real-life horror stories of individuals who get caught up in this day trading type of activity. And basically, it's very similar to the stories that you hear of people who end up going to a casino and blowing their life savings. It's just that when people day trade, they can rationalize it in their head that they're trying to make money in an honest way. And there's no way they're like the people who go to a casino and blow all their, their life savings. When in actuality, it's very similar to being the same thing. When you see videos like this on TikTok or other social media platforms, just know it's something that's not going to last forever. And these people who claim that they're doing it and they're able to earn enough money to subsidize this brand new phenomenal lifestyle they have created for themselves is probably going to end in disaster. So don't let that get to you. Um, the other concerning part is that it will allow people to believe that just watching a chart of the price movement of a single stock is enough work from an analysis standpoint to give you an edge in determining when to buy and when to sell. And that's just flat out wrong. And it's not the truth. And it's not going to lead to any sort of long-term investment success. So don't confuse day trading and investing. And please, if you're going to decide you're going to day trade, don't allow it to take over your normal nine to five. And don't think that any short-term success you have day trading is going to last over the long term because the probability of it doing that is very, very small. And you don't want to give up a for sure thing right now, like a stable job and try to pursue something like day trading that has a very small chance of being profitable for you in the long run. Second video I see on social media lately, and I see it all the time, and it's that people think there's some sort of hidden or secret tax move that business owners have the ability to make that give them a huge advantage to build wealth over others. They believe that it's a big secret hidden tax move and the keyword they use when they talk about the secret hidden tax move is deduction. They think that business owners have the ability to deduct all their expenses and that's why they have a financial advantage over 
everybody else. So businesses can deduct expenses in a normal business when a business goes out and they incur expenses for a real legitimate business, they can usually deduct those expenses. Those expenses bring down their income, so the amount of tax they have to pay on any gross income earned is lower because of those deductions. On the flip side of that, individuals cannot deduct their expenses. I can't go out and buy my family a supper at a restaurant and then turn around at the end of the year and claim I'm going to deduct those expenses on my tax return to decrease the amount of tax I owe on the income I earn. That's just not allowed in the Internal Revenue Code. The IRS sees that as being illegal and it's kind of common sense. So individuals cannot create a business and use it to deduct personal expenses. In these social media videos, I see people going, you know what, you can create a business and then you can buy a bunch of stuff for that business and secretly use it personally and then you can deduct those expenses through the business and voila, you have all this stuff that you don't have to pay or that you get a tax break on. You can't rationalize these personal expenses as business expenses when you don't have a legitimate business in the first place. You can't start a business and deduct home expenses as you see fit. And that's probably one of the top areas that I think the IRS scrutinizes when it comes to them deciding when they're going to audit and when they're not. And it's people who may have legitimate businesses or people who may not have legitimate businesses, but they end up purchasing a bunch of stuff for their home office when in actuality it's just a bunch of personal things that they're buying for their personal life and they're using the shell business or their real business in order to get a deduction for those expenses, which is flat out illegal. And again, this is one of the areas the IRS scrutinizes quite heavily and it leads to a lot of audits. So just know that starting a business and thinking you're going to deduct everything you want, personal or business related through that business is not a reality and it's just gonna lead to a lot of problems down the road. The third video I've seen recently is that everyone thinks they're a real estate mogul. I see it on a lot of platforms that people get on and they make predictions about when the housing market is finally going to turn around, when we're going to experience our next housing market crash. And they always seem to reference 2008 and their reasoning. First, I would love to see how these people actually know or how much these people actually know about the market crash of 2008 and what actually were the leading causes. My guess, a lot of these real estate experts on social media probably know very little about that. Regardless, I find that people have zero idea of how lending at banks when it comes to real estate property actually work either. I have seen social media videos that claim that they have a wonderful roadmap of success when it comes to real estate. And that success roadmap starts by them getting some sort of mortgage at a bank in order to buy a rental property. Then they use that new rental property as collateral to get more money from that same bank or another financial institution to buy another rental property. Then they do this on those new rental properties over and over and over again until they've accumulated a handful of rental properties that are then producing enough rental income for them to be able to live off of very comfortably. And the amount of work they have to do is very limited. And they claim that this is the new way of creating financial freedom for people. Well, there's one big problem in that whole roadmap or in that scenario, and that is financial institutions and banks are not going to lend money without a certain amount of collateral, specifically dealing with real estate or rental properties. So if a bank, if you have to take out a mortgage on a real piece of real estate property, you're not going to be able to turn around and get another mortgage on that same property 
to be able to use to buy another rental property in the future. No bank is going to do that. So in order to create your real estate empire, you have to first have enough money to put down on a rental property yourself and use that as collateral. Or you have to already own one single property and use equity in that property to go out to help you purchase another rental property and then make enough money in order for you to do the same thing. So it's not a piece of, it's not a way that somebody can go out and accumulate a bunch of rental properties and create all this rental income so they don't have to work a normal job. It's just, it doesn't work like that from a lending standpoint. But people in these social media videos don't understand that or they just casually leave that part out. So it could allow somebody to go about this the wrong way and get themselves in over their head when it comes to trying to build a real estate portfolio that produces enough rental income for them to live comfortably and not have to work or do anything else. So that is not a likely scenario when you see somebody bragging about that on social media. There's probably a lot of stuff that happened or have happened behind the scenes that they're not telling you. Fourth, and probably the worst piece of financial advice that I have come across through social media recently was from a TikTok video. The video is a man at a whiteboard trying to teach his viewers how banks are stealing money from you. He states that you deposit money into a bank. The bank in turn turns around and loans that money out for other personal items like mortgages, cars, snowmobiles, ATVs, campers, etc. Which is true. That's kind of how the lending process works. He then explains that a bank is charging more on that loan payment in interest than they're actually paying you as a depositor as part of their institution, which again is very true. It's called the the net interest rate spread at a lot of financial institutions. It's how they make a lot of their money by loaning out your money at a higher rate than what they're paying you in return. But he takes this information and he concludes the banks are stealing your money because you could just as easy as a bank lend that money out yourself for all those personal things and collect that higher interest rate than what the bank is actually paying you to keep your money on deposit with them. And banks are evil for doing this. And in turn, there is absolutely no use for banks in our economy today whatsoever. There's no reason for them to be around. And the comment section of this video are filled with people eating it up and saying that they plan to go to their bank soon. Maybe the next day, withdraw all their money, keep it at home themselves, and take advantage of this valuable piece of information that this individual just got done sharing in this TikTok video. It's unbelievable. The first point that gets completely missed is that most banks don't make a significant portion of their revenue off of car and camper loans. They just don't. They create a good portion of their revenue by loaning money out to actual businesses, small businesses, large businesses, farming operations, etc. This is an absolute vital part of a healthy economy. Without banks being able to lend money to these businesses, it would be almost impossible for these businesses to get reliable financing at any other level by just hoping a random person who decided not to deposit their money is going to allow them to take their dollars as a loan and become a bank themselves. So our economy would be severely hurt in that respect if banks weren't able to lend money to businesses in our local economies. Two, banks provide consumers who have deposits at their institution with more than just an interest rate on their money. Look at how you spend your money. Could you do it without a bank? Banks provide you with debit cards, checks. They have an account that you can ACH money out of to allow you to be able to take advantage of different things like all the subscription services you may be taking advantage of now. Banks create credit cards. They have online banking technology like remote deposit that makes it even easier for you to manage 
your personal finances. Also, most banks give you the tools to transact with extreme ease and efficiency everywhere, every, anywhere in the world. That is worth something. That is worth you getting a smaller interest rate on the money you have at that financial institution. Because without a bank, without all the tools they're giving you, it would be really, really, really hard and very, I would say, really um, painful and inefficient to try to spend your money without a bank the way you spend money right now. So banks are not evil. We don't. We need banks in our community. If you think that you're getting ripped off because you have money on deposit at a financial institution, based off of a video you see on TikTok, that is probably one of the worst pieces of advice, the worst thought processes you can have. So please be careful on social media. There are many people who understand that money is an extremely important topic to a huge sector of our population. And when the goal is to get as many views as you can, You talk about topics that will resonate with as many people as it possibly can, which leads to a lot of people to talk and educate, quote unquote, educate about money. The problem is that most of the time these people have no education themselves. They spew whatever half factor idea they've cooked up in their head or heard somewhere else. And they can do it because it's not like they have any legal or moral obligation to give you advice that is actually true or ethical. It's all for entertainment purposes, not to actually better your financial life. Finally, if you learn a piece of money advice from a social media platform and it's immediately followed by a solicitation to buy a product, for example, I see this on TV all the time and other social media platforms is that people are claiming the market's going to crash, the real estate market is going to crash because the Fed is flooding the U.S. economy with easy money. So in order to protect yourself, buy gold and silver. Oh, by the way, you can buy gold and silver from us. Just give us your information. We'll send you this free packet. So stuff like that, be very careful because more likely than not, they are just performing some sort of psychological sales tactic on you when in reality, their end goal is not to better your financial lives, but it's for you to purchase whatever they're trying to sell you. So stay safe, stay smart when it comes to social media and the money advice people are trying to give you on it. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at FarmDFP with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.